the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, everybody, and it is really coming down outside as that predictable snowstorm on a Saturday morning, our new start time, 10 a.m. Thanks to John Caldera. That was cool to do that hour with John. It is Saturday, February 3, 2024, 710 KNUS Weather Center weather. 38 is all we get. We're not going to see that. 28 tonight. Tomorrow, the sun comes back a little bit at 42, and on Monday, 43 degrees, but that storm is here. Uh, a lot to do. In the meantime, I was watching, and uh, Brother Jeff does a, it's a podcast video, and I was watching, and Jeff was with us last week, but he had this incredible woman with him. Her name is Leanne Wheeler, the fire in the hole, and she's joined us, because I'm, I'm right, almost done with uh, the book that's entitled, it's entitled, Find Me the Votes, about Fulton County, Georgia. I'm reading this this, this book that's entitled, Get Me the Votes. Uh, Michael Wisikoff's book on what was taking place in Fulton County, and um, it's brutal. I mean, it really, 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 really is brutal. And now, as of last night, funny Willis comes out and says, yeah, I did have a uh, inappropriate relationship uh, with this guy that she hired, and I don't know, when I was watching uh, Jeff and Leanna, they were saying just for her to be replaced, but there doesn't seem any indicators on that. But she uh, acknowledges in, in this court filing that we saw for the first time yesterday about a personal relationship with this personal prosecutor. Also, John Beldock is going to come on from Erica Motorsports. And we talked about that video of that guy coming up on 150, 175 miles per hour on I-25 coming northbound in and out of cars. And so I talked to John about it, but in the meantime, when you go and start to look for video, you find it everywhere, and people cheering this kid on. John, who's been to the Isle of Man, and he's just a remarkable, sells Ducatis, and he's, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. So that is where we're going to go today, and so we'll do this. But the Fulton County DA acknowledges now the in his court filing on Friday about a about a personal relationship with a special prosecutor that was hired by the Georgia election interference case against uh, Donald Trump and the people that have rolled over already. And uh, so she hired a guy by the name of Nathan Nathan Wade and to assist in her the investigation whether Donald Trump and others broke any laws as they tried to overturn his loss for the 2020. Donald Trump and 18 others were indi- indicted in August, and it's a RICO. Go back and read. She has used the RICO before on school teachers and on some other things. And uh, among the acts listed were the phone call where Trump urges fellow Republican Secretary of State Brad Raffsgenberger about finding 11,780 votes. Though, so they were talking about this phone call. So the title of the book is, is Find Me the Votes. So apparently Willis and Wade have, uh, again, Wade, it's because of his uh, soon-to-be ex-wife, she gives him up. And she said, um, "This was the this was the money that they made." 
And so there's a Fulton County judge and everybody like that. But reading the RICO and reading about the RICO is so powerful. And what was done, especially Giuliani, what Giuliani did to those two women who were working as, as uh, in, in the counting houses. So Wade has described himself and Willis as financially independent professionals. And now, but they're showing all of these different um, credit cards. And the Friday fling is what's being called now. And they're, they're in trouble. All right, we got them? We got, got everybody or just you? All right, bring them up, please. Ladies and gentlemen, kind enough to return on the cold, cold morning. Brother Jeff joins us. Thank you, sir. Welcome back, and thank you one more time. Uh, Peter, happy uh, chilly Saturday. Always great to be with you. My yeah. I, I, I mentioned, I don't know if you heard me say it, I um, got an advance on Find Me the Votes, Michael Isikoff's uh, new book on, uh, on Georgia and what happened. And I, I can't recommend it enough. I mean, it's so powerful. And she's interesting. Now, the, her life in this first part of the book just deals with, with Fannie Willis. And um, is that her other guest coming up? And long story short, you know, her father was a panther. Did you know that? No, I didn't know um, her backstory yeah. or, or much, much uh, about um Fonnie and Till, yeah. this latest blow up. And again, this is what brings her to the forefront. Prior to that, she was, you know, with uh, the, the DA prosecutor mm-hmm. that, you know, folks are watching the case. But now everybody's going to learn more about Fonnie. And I can only imagine how those stories are going to unfold mm-hmm. about how, you know, rough childhood, fighting injustice brought me into the world of the, the, the power of being a, a, a litigator and all that. And it's 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 a whole retold story, but the only problem with this one is it gets derailed. All right, we have we have Leanne with us, Ms. Wheeler. Good morning, welcome to the radio show. Fire in the hole, as Jeffrey calls her, Leanne Wheeler. Thank you, ma'am, and good morning. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> That's the weather. Anyway, yeah, please. So, her dad um, was. Um, the lover, one of the lovers of Angela Davis. <laughs> Ser- no, seriously. I mean, I mean, this book is in depth. I, I, I haven't put it down since I got it. And um, he he was with Angela Davis. And That's amazing. No, it is. I mean, I, 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 as you know, I met Angela and, and, and have hosted several conversations with her on, on many occasions. She has an amazing story. You know the George Jackson oh, all of it. one being being you know paramount in my mind, uh, but to have this story with Bonnie beginning with her dad having a relationship, a personal relationship yeah. um, with Angela Davis is amazing. And he also was an attorney. There, we'll try Miss Wheeler again. Miss Wheeler, can you hear us? And welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. I, I let me preface this by I watched Jeff's show. And I saw you appear, and you were talking about Fonnie Willis, and and the, and the case in Georgia. Get do a quick bio of yourself, please. Sure, I'm an Air Force vet. Um, had the privilege of serving the country during Operation Desert Storm. Uh, moved into the private sector, defense contracting, and um, 
eventually wound up doing what I do now, and that's legislative education and advocacy um, with an emphasis on uh, veterans, unhoused veterans, the unhoused as a general community. Grew up in Ohio, um, so I'm a Midwest gal uh, through uh, my upbringing, but I've been in Colorado uh, 33 years. Well, how'd you meet Jeff? How'd you meet Jeff? Through some legislative work, I'm certain, uh, okay. that I was working on. Um, it was, uh, and it is actually, um, a fact that if you want your initiative to pass, you have to <laughs> um, right. sit in that chair and yep. communicate with community as to what you're doing. And so I'm, I'm quite certain that's that's how the the initial meeting happened. And then, of course, I'm, I'm on um, often enough. Uh, typically when I'm missing and I, I need to get caught up, uh, that's the community that I, I make a, a beeline for. <laughs> I know I'm huh. going to get caught yeah. up on, got, on what's I, new. No, I got to so, tell you, yeah. I, I mean, I, I called Jeff after I saw it, and I said, I don't know who this woman is, but we got to get her on the show. <laughs> no, I'm serious as a heart attack. I mean, and and okay. I so since the last mm-hmm. time I spoke with Jeff, just trying to fill you in, I got a copy of Find Me the Votes, Isakoff's book about everything that's took took in place, everything that's taken place in Fulton County, but an extensive first part of the book is extensively about her and her and coming up. And I was telling Jeff, her father was a Panther, and um, ah. he was a lover of Angela Davis, mm-hmm. and uh, so she she is this, but she herself, and there's like her dad must have been something. But uh, yeah. she got she got accepted at Howard. There's this interesting moment in the book where, in high school, she gets accepted to go to Howard University, and you know it, it, it doesn't sound great. But her, one of her lead teachers in high school, and who saw her as this quote very very bright young woman, said, "You don't want to go to Howard. You're too mm. smart. Go to Maryland." Because she was accepted at Maryland. And I guess her dad came into the school and said, hey, you know, so she's been set up and she's tough. But she also used the um, the RICO on the school teachers that were rigging the test scores. And then she, I mean, she's, so she's not, you know, she's by no means um, um, an easy person on certain issues. She's tough. Sure. And uh, why, when I watched you and Jeffrey, and this is why I've invited you on, Ms. Wheeler, you mm-hmm. you said, you for, you said, well, why, what is your take on Fonnie, Will- on Fonnie Willis? <laughs> there, there you go. First of all, I, I'm co-signing that she's brilliant. What disturbed me about um, this, this fray that she's found herself in <clears throat> is that she is now the district attorney of an era prosecuting a former president of the United States and probably the most significant impactful case to our democracy. And um, to have a misstep, and that's what I'll call it, um, to have a misstep when she's allowed this kind of an accusation in the space, whether it's behavior or, or whatever the case, um, is just, for me, um, uh, unbelievable. I mean, that the way she had to execute this case mm. would have been above reproach. There could not have been anything called into question with regard to her personal life, who she's sleeping with, yep. how much money she spends and on what, none of it. It had to be um, above reproach. Yep. And as soon as you give this former president 
um, a crack, and it wasn't even his assertion. It was his co-defendant that came up with it. Actually, it was, heard, it, it was Nathan Way's, yeah. his ex, soon-to-be ex-wife. Ah, she started it. Yeah. Okay. Because the, tra- the so, transit broke just quickly. The transactions yeah. from Wade's credit card statements, att- oh, and that's that. where, yeah, and that. what was like, what's what's like how and a woman scorned, and mm. she fired. And so, yeah. Yeah, and so she she had the right to do that. I mean, that's still her husband, and and they're still working out the money. Um, I guess my 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 real concern was just how did you allow this um, appoint this man, someone else's husband, as your special counsel? I don't care what his credentials are. Um, the moment that that um, you allow uh, for this type of thing to enter the conversation around the trial of an era that I'm just, I was just dismayed when I heard it. And so that, that's my take on it. Is she a brilliant attorney? I have no doubt. Is she a brilliant district attorney? I have no doubt. Um, did this allow for a whole lot of doubt to come into not only this case and surely, but other cases that she has prosecuted? Absolutely. And, and that for me was just um, astonishing. I can't believe given her curriculum vitae, I just I find it so difficult <laughs> to understand yeah. how she allowed this to happen. Jeff, your thoughts? You know, I, it's, it's the same thing in terms of, you know, how this story comes about. Everyone's looking for an opening. You're going to be scrutinized in every step that you take. And during a divorce proceeding where, um, you know, both sides are, are submitting their, their paperwork to the court, that's how this story breaks. And then, of course, the co-defendant, begins to say, hey, look, they're in a romantic relationship. They are in a personal relationship, mm-hmm. and something is wrong with that. And, you know, I'm pretty sure it was ignored until it couldn't be ignored any further. And it begins, it, the, the, the problem begins when, when you are charged with something. It's easy to say no and end it in a, in, within a sentence. Fani did not do that. It was weeks later. And now there is an admission, a 176-page admission, which basically says, yes, we are in a personal relationship. And the, and the wording is very interesting, personal relationship versus romantic relationship. You start hearing all of these different spins, but these 176 pages that when I was watching CP, CBS, it, the draft was leaked to CBS. Like what we know now as a fact of this, this filing was leaked from her team to CBS as a draft, which tells me there's so many cracks inside of that office and disruptions that the winner in all of this is former President Donald J. Trump, because this story is no longer about him. This is about her. But it's interesting, the, um, the internals leading up to that moment where you know, the credit cards are shown, the case that she built and the mm-hmm. people that she's, there's 18 people and many of them come in and they've already rolled over, you know, the Kraken's rolled over and others are rolled over. And then the sidebar of prosecuting Giuliani for what he did to those two women. And to me, it was like so, so sad. And and she is obviously very, extremely bright, has earned her place but now you screwed the pooch and well she's going to be in big she's going to be in a a huge problem because 
if you look at the way they've handled this, there was supposed to be a deposition based on the financial filings of of Nathan Wade to his wife's attorney and all into the court. And so clearly they were able to settle. Those individuals will not be deposed in that matter because it has been settled. And that's the right thing to do. I don't have to be deposed. What do you want? We've got to make this go away. However, Fani can't do that because now she's got the legislature uh, looking at her activity. So she will be answering more fully to some of these questions that everyone is is, is looking at right now. Is the out card, Ms. Wheeler, for her to resign because she doesn't seem to, or at least I don't get the sense that she's going to walk from this case. Um, If you were speaking to her, what would you say? At the very least, I would suggest that she um, turn over the case um, leave it up to the state's attorney general to identify a new special prosecutor um, because her ability to pick <laughs> special prosecutors at the moment is what is in question. Um, I don't know that she resigns as district attorney of Fulton County. I do believe she will not be reelected as the district attorney of Fulton County, Ooh. however. Ooh. So um, I think there's enough um, there and enough folks who are, um, leading a charge uh, on the back channel to ensure she doesn't see another term. Um, it's unfortunate, yes. And I, you know, I share it with Jeff, I think, off the record that, you know, this, this guy now walks away from this thing um, and, if, and, and probably ends the relationship <laughs> because of oh, yeah. um, all of the scrutiny. And, and she's, now she's going to be the one to have to live with um, this mistake, misjudgment. And to be clear, to be clear, um, grown people can sleep with whomever they want to sleep with. What you can't do is make them your special prosecutor on the biggest case of an era. Yeah, there's all the stories. My decision, yeah, yeah, exactly. That, for me, is the issue. If if she was going to have this relationship and, you know, right off into the sunset with this Mm -hmm. guy, all well and good. Um, but you don't make him your special prosecutor on the biggest case of an era. That, that's where the yeah. misjudgment is. And wa- we're watching right now the end of uh, Vince McMahon at the, um, mm-hmm. at the WWE. He, mm-hmm. the, the horrible things he did to those young women, but they were working for him. And uh, I, I, it dawned on me this morning, I said, was there that much of a stretch? And the answer, well, in, in treatment, yes, but in, in essence, no. She hires him, and he's her lover, and he's a married guy. And remember those moments, Jeffrey, when you would say, "What were they thinking?" Yeah, we've all, we've we've all had those moments, but right. fortunately for the majority of people on the planet, our stage is very small. <laughs> Usually, it just has to do with us. The problem with Fani is she's on the biggest stage in the biggest moment. Right, you know. Um, in, in, in time right now. And so she's, she's, she's trying to work both sides. She's got caught up in power. And I've seen so many individuals who come up with the story of my parents fought injustice. I was born and I, I, I carry this struggle forward. And when they get in power, they do exactly what power tends to do. Um, you, you, you hire individuals with, with going around the hiring process and saying what? This is my decision. And when you do that in a team environment, particularly 
when you've got individuals who are in that field and can look at who you're hiring and say, well, how does this individual become a part of the team when there are so many others that could potentially be here and then you just get met with, it's my decision. So you set up a climate where you have individuals that will begin to leak everything you do out of that office to places that will be able to shine oh, light that okay. um, that needs to be shined. And that's what's, that's what's going on in this case right now. And I'll close with this. Her argument right now is, yes, we're in a personal relationship, but this has nothing to do with that. That's the oldest argument in the book. It has everything to do with that. <laughs> Thank and, you. And, and, then it, and then she goes as far to say, and if it is that, look at all of these other relationships that are yeah. taking place. In other words, this is the culture of our, our profession. No, we expect yeah. integrity. We, we expect those who are prosecuting individuals to have a level of trust that when they speak, we believe them. And right yeah. now, she has fumbled all the hey. trust. Um, of public opinion that can be fumbled. Miss Wheeler, I'm mad at her. I'm a big deal. I'm mad at her, but I really am mad at her. I'm mad at her too. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, it's I, above I, reproach. Yes, the word. I mean, yeah. to, to, to sum up what what Jeff just said, what Brother Jeff just said, it's like you have to be Oof. executing your role as a district attorney above reproach. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we've got a little stink on our shoe and Aurora around these judicial cool. districts and district attorneys and some of the things. Yeah. So we're on a consent decree. So so my expectation as a constituent, um, when I throw my cast my ballot for a district attorney, I'm expecting them to execute that role above reproach. And she right now has the largest, yeah. the, the the most profound trial the prosecution of an era. I agree. And she was doing, oh, I mean, I'm mad too. according to Isikoff, and like I said, I'm about two thirds through the book, she really has done an excellent job. I mean, she's made the, she has enemies on both sides and she's taken on the school board and she's taken on, you know, different groups. And, um, and, and now when she was served this up, and she is working toward that. These they're recoing these people, and then this happens. And I'm thinking, the one story that you wanted out, the Giuliani part of the book, what he did, is so unforgivable. What he did to those two women, okay. and, and now that's going to drift into another direction. So, Miss um, well, Will, you know, I'm sorry, Dan. Just just real quick, and and Detroit was up two touchdowns in a field goal. And still yeah. lost. Yeah, you you can you can play hey. well, but at the end of the game, you got to come out with a with a victory. Yeah. The ball is no longer in Fani's court. It's going to be a hearing on February sixteenth. The judge is going to hear both sides of should this team be disqualified from this this matter, and if they are disqualified, then all of those points that they ru- they ran up. Um, are, are meaningless. Donald Trump goes into court owing $5 million, comes out owing $83 million. you got to work at that. That's, that's, not, that's not easily done. <laughs> to both of you, to Ms. Wheeler, you're a real asset. I'm, we'll call on you from time to time. Thank Jeff you. and I work together Please all do. the time. Yeah, you were Thank terrific. You. And Jeff, you plug Thank the show. Plug, plug when your show's on. 
Um, every day, Monday through well, Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. on Facebook under Jeff F A R D, and we load some of those shows up yeah. on podcasts. So anywhere you listen to um, your favorite podcast, you can pull up the discussion with Leanne and myself on on podcasts under Brother Jeff's podcast. Love you both. Thank you very much. Take for this. care. Thank Be you safe, so you guys. Jeffy, Appreciate thanks, it. man. All right, everybody. We have open lines coming. Three zero three. 696-1971, and then that motorcycle, that guy running up out of the springs. David Ellis, Cherry Creek. I saw David this week. We see David every week. You heard me talk about taking valuables, and here comes Valentine's Day, taking David Ellis jewelry to get a fortune in cash or the gift that you want to. Valuables at David Ellis Jewelers, fortune in cash, and secure, secure, secure an appraisal from David for all the valuables you have tucked away in your home. It's still true. Let me share the other reasons to see, David, just in case you don't have a Rolex, a set of rare coins, or a silver tea set. See David for all the most meaningful gift-giving occasions. Right now, Valentine's Day is rushing up. David Ellis Jeweler is the right team, the right price, special people that mean the most. Antique watches, emerald pennants, diamond necklaces, diamond rings. Trusted Jeweler has been buying precious metals and antiques in Colorado for decades. Dazzling cases, hundreds of new and used pieces. See the man. David Ellis Jewelers, see for yourself. Look for the, the black awning on the quarter of 3rd and Clayton and Cherry Creek. He's there today, 3rd and Clayton and Cherry Creek. The web is davidellisjewelry.com or talk to him at 303-322-8779, 303-322-8779, and tell him I sent you. Morning, everybody. It's a Saturday. I'm Peter Boyles. The weather speaks for itself. Now it's cold outside. 38 will be the high and coming back 42 on Sunday, Monday, 48 and 55 on Tuesday. John Baldock on the show. I also want to talk about the U.S. launching the strikes in Iraq and Syria um, and watching what Joe Biden is doing there. Saturday, February the 3rd. Morning, everybody. If you're all set for the winter, well, you just got a curveball. You need to check out our Arvadas, Army Navy Surplus. I love the place. They've been serving customers in Old Town, Arvada since 84. A vast collection of ski and insulated work boots, winter hats and winter boots. Their selection of Carhartts have a car for this guy skiing in Carhartts. Heavyweight sweatshirts and rugged pants is unbeatable. Again, premium hiking and work socks. Got a pair on. So if you're a seasoned winter enthusiast or a beginner looking for fun, you know exactly what you need. Yarvada, Army, Navy surplus. Stephen and the staff, highly knowledgeable, assisting you in finding all the gear you need for your next winter outdoor adventures. Store so cool. And I'm a fan. We, we rode our bikes out there. Assist in finding all the gear you need for your next winter outdoor adventure. The store has so many cool things to check out. You never want to leave. Army, Navy surplus stores are so cool. All the there's all this historical military gear, and your kids and grandkids will be with you and learn something. Stop by and see them, please. Old Town Arvada, check out arvadasurplus.com. It's arvadasurplus.com. Okay, we start with with Carly. Carly, you're on the radio show. Good morning. It's Saturday. Uh, good morning. Um, even I knew that her father was a Black Panther, and hmm. I don't read any of that stuff. Even I knew that. I don't know how you guys missed that. You didn't. You didn't believe her father was a panther. No, I said even I knew oh. he was a black panther. Oh, okay. Anyway, I your two guests, you know, in the midst of talking about how brilliant she is, 
I didn't hear them talking about how um, they went to the White House, had two eight-hour meetings with Biden, and I didn't hear them talk about how. No, we're just talking about what happened with his, with her, her, her coat, her lover. That was all. I mean, we can expand. No, it. I, I heard I can a lot get, more than that. I, I kept know, hearing about how brilliant she. But is. she is very smart. Well, I disagree. Because well, anybody who does that. That's not, the, that, man, that was the, that, that was okay. The, well, let me let me. Also I know, no, but let me finish. Let me ask you a that was that was the point let of the me discussion. Ask you a question? Of course. Why didn't they talk about all the money she gave this guy and the four hundred thousand dollars in federal funds that were supposed to be used for at-risk kids that she spent on MacBooks and clothes and how she fired the whistleblower? None of that stuff was brought up. It's all one-sided. It was all one-sided. We were talking about. Have you read? Have you read the Rico? So you're not supposed to talk about other facts. No, ma'am. I will. I had him look, ma'am. I, would you please? I had him. I had him scheduled for less than twenty minutes. We had a bad start. Yeah, we were, you did. Yeah. So, anything else? Nope. Okay. Uh, let's go to Craig. Craig, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Hey. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Good. I was. I kind of want to say the same thing that that lady had just said, that uh, it was known that her father was a Black Panther member at the start of the case, and I yeah. was kind of shocked that they didn't know that. Well, I can't speak because Jeff's pretty smart, and I I didn't know about it, so I'm reading this book that's entitled Find Me the Votes. That's where I discovered it. Well, I was saying because he says he's following the case, and that was mentioned very early on in the case. But nonetheless... Um, those rap guys that are down there, they're also on a RICO charge in Atlanta. They're called YSL, mm-hmm. and they're being uh, prosecuted, and I wonder why this didn't come up in that case. Look, let me try this one more time. I had limited time to speak. What happened on Friday was that she acknowledges that she had a, quote, personal relationship with a special prosecutor. To me... I'm I, big deal. I'm angry, but if you read what was done in Fulton County, and now this well, it really wasn't this way, or it wasn't that way, or these people are really bad. What Rudolph Giuliani himself did, what the Kraken did, what our very own Jenna Ellis did, what they did in that county to people is unforgivable. Now, that's what I had. I had 15 minutes with Jeff, and we started late because. We had telephone screw ups. I I don't Ain't know. No trouble with that. Pardon me. Here's I don't know. I don't know what what people want. Well, here's the other thing I want to say is they're saying that she need to be uh, above reproach. Yeah. I think Obama tried to do as good of a job of being above reproach as he possibly could, okay. and he still failed. Right? We all. I mean, so I don't know if there's a saint out there. We don't. That could do no harm, but people are human. Well, of course. I mean, it's so. If we're going to excuse Trump with all the uh, there's not an excuse extra medical things and all the stuff that's going on, and say that the yeah. Democrats are after him because of E. Jean Carroll's case, no, then come on, give her the same break. But but that look these once again. I I had Jeffrey on for this very short amount of time, and we wanted to talk about, and they were both angry at her uh, for what she's done. She. She had this. Um, this is one of the most. She still does. Well, we'll see, because 
she doesn't show, in, at least from my reading, doesn't show any indication that she's going to walk off the job. Um, and she's been there for 30 years, and if she knew that there was something that was really going to be bad, she would resign. Well, she's been doing the job for 30 years. Yeah, she, and did you read, I mean, what I've read is the when she went after the school teachers for rigging the scores, and I mean, she went after, she's been after some significant people, and, you know, oftentimes the black community's mad at her, and she did some work on a on a cop shooting, and she sided with the cops, and so she's not, you know, she's not a cherry by any stretch of the imagination, but... I say she's a prosecutor. She's going to go after yeah, whoever, yeah, whether it be YSL, whether it be the teachers who yeah. cheated on the school test, then you know the whether story, it be yeah. the, the guys that shot the cop. She's yep. a prosecutor. She's going to do her job. So now what happens? What do you think happens? What now? happens is she's going to go ahead and pursue the case. What's the best thing to do? And I don't know that. Pursue the case? I mean, yeah. because no matter what, they're going to say, okay, let's say that they bring on another prosecutor and they find something in his background. All it is is an attempt to delay and try to get out of the case being heard altogether. And I don't think that should be permissible. I think they should need to go on with the case as is. If there's something that is really unethical related to the case, related to the case, then, yeah, there should be measures taken. But if we're saying that's something that's outside and kind of looks not so above par, but it's not related to the case, then the case must go forward. You'd, you'd think that, but this is perhaps the most high profile of, it, of, of its kind. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that Nixon you know, that he resigns before it happens. Um, and now, you know, as a reader and somebody just tried to understand so much of what's happened in these last three and a half years, she got the goods. When she got people flipping on a RICO, and when when the Kraken flipped, um, I thought, well, there's there's that's the game. I still think Giuliani will flip, but now you know now it's going to be difficult to cross the finish line with it. It has nothing to do with stuff sending me in the on the email text messaging about I didn't know about black men and mayors and things like that. This is a case about Donald Trump. And his need to have, and, and he's, they're going after Republicans, Raffensperger, and these guys who are testifying, their lives began to be threatened immediately. Absolutely. And they had to leave home, and they were at, people were after them. The two women that were in the vote counters that were <laughs> oh, innocent. You got the guy down in Arizona had the same problem. Absolutely. He was in the state house. I caught a and little. He had to resign. I caught a little taste of it here, but what I'm saying to oh, you, I is, remember I was listening yeah. to those signs, yeah. and the, but yeah, they were not nice calls coming to you. No, it's okay, but you know the smoke will clear and the truth will be found out. But I'm I'm big deal that I'm mad at her. But she had she she, she she's got the goods, and um, that's for sure. We'll see what. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you. All right, three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. Morning, everybody. Um, the other idea that I had was I wanted to talk about. United States launching strikes in Iraq, but we can continue with this. Um, it is, it's again, it's always interesting in how this business now works. We had Jeff scheduled for, I don't know, 15 minutes, 18 minutes, and I just wanted to talk about what had happened on Friday and all of this. Of course we know. Dan Kaplis' law firm. Dan, he's the only lawyer in Colorado to 
win five straight multi-million dollar jury verdicts in a motor vehicle crash cases. Danny and his partners, the largest truck crash case jury verdicts in Colorado history. The firm's history of seven and eight million uh, figure stat, uh, excuse me, I should do that right, seven and eight figure settlements. The verdicts speak for themselves. It's a firm where good people from all walks of life, without regard to the ability to pay, get the level of representation that they deserve. Capitalist Law believes talk is cheap, experience counts, results matter. They'd be happy to share with you the track record of outstanding jury verdicts and out-of-court settlements. Capitalist Law believes that who you hire says so much about you, suggest you choose a law firm that shares those values. The, f- the firm believes and its core values have been the foundation of all the historic successes, integrity and hard work, and just watching Danny and I talk about the work he's done for us. Capitalist Law, dancapitalistlaw.com. It's C-A-P-L-I-S-Law.com, dancapitalistlaw.com. Big time snow in the city. Good morning, everyone. On a Saturday, 710 KNUS, the 3rd of February, 38 rain and snow. And tonight, 2842 tomorrow comes back a little bit. We're in open lines, and it's been interesting, the responses to two early guests. This is Clyde. Clyde, you're on a radio show on Saturday. Thank you, man. Clyde? Clyde? Yeah. Clyde? No, no. Hey, yeah, okay, Clyde. Hey, uh, Peter, I was just wondering, um, did they ever catch that guy that went from Springs oh, to Denver? On the bike. On the bike. He's in Texas, is what I understand. They know his name. I've seen uh, pictures of him. But the question is, can they extradite him back here, uh, is, how, right. is how I understand the story. I'm wondering, what, how old was this? Kid. He's 38 years old. Yeah. What is he thinking? Was he on some kind of drugs or something? Or? You know, this motorcycle guy, he's running from the cops. If you watch his, the odometer, it's greater than 140. And he had his helmet cam, and he was on YouTube. And he had been banned from riding, by the way, for a year. And his name's Brian Bianco. Oh, and, yeah. And anyhow, so... He's in Texas, is my understanding, and he. But when you go on the internet, and this is where John Beldock said, you find tons of this stuff. I didn't realize how many principally young men do these insane videos, and then they post them. And there's people that when I read the the um, you know the the remarks that are incredibly encouraging. Hey, wow, you're the man. You know, you think to yourself, woo. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you saw the video or not. Yeah, I've seen the video. Um, I don't know anything about bikes or anything, but um, I was just wondering what type of bike you think that was. You know, I don't know. I'll ask John. It was a sport bike, obviously. I think it was a Kawasaki, but I'll ask John Beldock. He'll know what it was. But I didn't um, think they went that fast. But Well, there's, I, it's like for the coming up, but I'd often heard that there was something called the sport bike agreement. And the the big manufacturers, the Kawasaki and, you know, the, the guys who really build the hot bikes, and they made an agreement that nothing that they made would go over, a, believe it or not, 186 miles an hour. And wow. it was called the gentleman's agreement. And I'm, I'm told that, and again, 
principally young men, they get them and they rechip them and they can easily to, do 200. So I, I was talking to John. John's been to the Isle of Man. And I said, how, you know, that's one of my bucket list things to see. And I said, how fast were they? He said, they're doing 200 miles an hour on those oh, country okay. roads. So a 200 mile an hour yeah. sport bike. What's uh, the fastest you've gone on your bike, um, Tom? C- Peter, uh, cr- cr- crossing, my best guess is crossing Wyoming on my way to Sturgis. And again, I don't know how accurate those speedometers are, but uh, I was way above 110. And, um, what's, wrong? What, what, what's your motive? What's your motive going that fast? Get there on time, I guess. I don't know. I can't. I can't give you an answer for that. But it's just guys. Okay. Just we'll guys. Be safe on those bikes. I promise you. All right, man. Thanks. All right, we thanks. go to we go to Jack. Jack, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Thank you. Yeah, I only heard a little bit of it. So you got a guy on a motorcycle that's driving how fast? Well, if you look at his, um, watch the video, and I've watched the video. He's coming from Colorado Springs. And he gets to Denver in 20 minutes. And KRDO, the station in um, in Colorado Springs, had the video. And now it's up on YouTube. And he's just blasting. And some people are guessing him at 140. Other people are going 160. And, you know, I don't know all. He's weaving in and out, in and out of cars. And, um, I mean, passing people on the left, coming back around, catching the next guy on the right. And... He and so every, they got their hands on the video, and everybody went, "Wow, did you see this?" And then other guys came along and said, "Oh no, go to YouTube and, and Google this stuff." And I have, and I did, and it's and it's it's young guys, as you can well imagine, and they're on you know sport bikes, and they're cranking them. Huh. So well, they'll be. It'd be scraping him up before long. But it isn't so much that. The- yeah, it isn't so much that. It's like when, um, I talk, and John's coming on the show, but he jeopardizes everybody on on, um, on the highway. Yeah. He's in yeah. and out, in and out. Let me yeah. jump to Fannie Willis. Sure. If I hear that makes you and I are up there with Einstein, if she's smart. Um, well, that, yeah, I... And, and the same thing with that Leticia James. I mean, they're like bookends. You know, they're, they're absolutely bookends. They're, 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 they're political, malicious prosecution that they're doing with their jobs. I mean, it's, it's disgusting no, what's going no, on. I'll tell you what, those guys with those, that wing of the party, and along with Trump and Giuliani and others, what they did, the Kraken, what they did in Georgia is, is I mean, it's... I, I, what I think is interesting, and I finally realized the psychology of the mornings this morning, is the truth that what was being done now can be blunted by calling her names, and that's 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 okay. It's just talk radio, but um, the depth and the things that were done to people, threats that were made on people, it's not forgivable. So if you want to flip it and make her the make her the wicked witch. So you can feel good about stuff that was well, detrimental. There, there's one one other point. You keep saying she's got the goods, but Pete, you're not the finder of fact. The finder of fact is either a judge or a well, jury. No, I understand that. That's but not I, your job, Pete. That's not your job. Yes, it's, well, it's my job to do talk radio. What I'm saying to you is, 
when people come in and start making deals and under a RICO, and if anybody understands it, it's Giuliani. And uh, when when Jenna when Jenna Ellis flips, and when I mean, you go in if you if you read about when they got, for instance, getting John Gotti, it was a RICO, and Sammy Gravano is the first one to flip. The guy who flips first gets the best deal. And so, if nothing, the Kraken understood that and went in and admitted that she was a liar. And um, well, well, what, what's that about? I mean, so but, go but ahead. I'm talking about I'm talking about this Annie Willis. And, and, no, and, and she's prejudiced. She's prejudiced this entire case. I don't see how I don't see how they can even put it back together again. Well, I mean, you're but, you're quite. That's I think that's a legitimate ask because she doesn't seem to be stepping down uh, from this job. And I'm thinking to myself, they she. I mean, there's a whole staff of people that did this work, and, and not just her. I mean, she wasn't, she, she was just like, you know, the boss of the job. But when Raffsenberger, and I read his testimony, and you read the testimony of these people. Point pe- person. She's- Pardon me? I didn't hear you. She's the point person on it. Well, she's the she's boss, a- yeah. But when you put together, yeah, for yeah. instance, when they recode the five families in New York, Giuliani didn't do that. His staff did it. And if you read that the Blakely came from Notre Dame, Notre Dame University, the law school, to show them how the RICO works, it, it, it wasn't Giuliani that did it. It was Giuliani that just said, do it. Yeah, well, and, he did wonderful things for New York. I was yeah, there. He did. No, he, he did. That's, that's the great sadness of him now. Oh, my phone is breaking up. Hi, man. All right, man. Thanks. 303-696-1971. Jim, Jim, you're on a radio show. Good morning. It's a Saturday and snowing. Good morning, Peter. Um, You there? We lost him. We go to Joe. Joe, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Well, hi, Pete. Um, Did you ever watch a show called Crossfire? Oh, yeah, sure. From time to time. Yeah, sure. I thought it was riveting. And, I, you know, you had the interview earlier with Caldera about what will save talk radio. This is a perfect example where obviously there are different perspectives here that I think need examination. I know you have your views and other people have other views. The, the, my point is, is that what will save talk radio is that kind of riveting discussion where there is got to be moderation. It can't just be a slam down and hang up. Uh, you know, the, the, the idea that, you know, we can have differing views is an American value. I think that is what people are craving when they listen to conservative radio. They want to hear the different viewpoints and then make up their own mind. That, that, that goes is, that, that goes without saying for a book, a magazine, a newspaper, a thread, uh, a view on TV. I mean, what you're saying, it doesn't pertain to to radio and radio alone. I disagree. It, oh, my heavens. What what do you ro- get on the internet and look at stuff? Well, here's the thing. No, please um, answer the question. Know, please answer be, answer it, my question. Do, do I look on the internet? Yes, Peter. Uh, does it help make up your mind? 
Uh, not without a balanced equation. I need to see both sides. Well, I need to look on both sides of the equation. I don't just listen to one side of an issue. I'm not suggesting that. I'm saying, do you read other sources? Do you watch things? Well, then there it is. I I read, uh, for example, I read the Washington Post as long as I can just stomach it, and then I realize it's worthless drivel and toss it. But I do still go back to it to find out what worthless drivel they're sticking their nose in. Mm -hmm. Uh, the 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 point is what I'm saying is on this issue I wish there was some balance on conservative. We've talk done radio. this one show and it's about what happened Friday in this prosecution. I'm trying to get Isakoff on the show. I mean I well, I, I don't know. Get listen asked. I I got three hours. Listen, listen to me. Three hours a day. Three hours a, a week. And I don't know what you're listening to the rest of the time, but what I'm suggesting to you, and what I'm suggesting to you is, is you know, you want to reach out of the box, but that was just a reaction to what happened to this this prosecutor. No more, no He's less. Far left Democrat, and and so that automatically excludes her from telling the truth. About what well, was there has do- to be some unbiasedness. Yeah, I'm, in the I'm court. T- I just did fifteen fill in the blank minutes. I listened to it. Oh, then that's then enough. Were, that's the enough. Guy we're, was we're, a biased we're, Democrat that oh, you were Jesus. talking with. All right. Anything else? That's just insane. Anything else? Well, here, let me finish with this. Right. I predicted a year ago. We talked. Donald Trump would be the nominee. Okay. Donald Trump will be the nominee. Okay. I also well, predicted I, San what? Francisco would win the Super Bowl. A lot you also, closer you, than when you yeah, laughed you, at me you, then. No, you also told me Mike Lindell had the truth. Mike Lindell still has the truth. Right, Look, uh, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that Otto Warmbier wouldn't plead some kind of uh, guilt to get off in North Korea? No. That's exactly what Jenna Ellis did. She oh. wants her license back. I see. That's exactly she what she hasn't lost Mayor it. Giuliani she hasn't, she hasn't, did. She hasn't lost her license yet. Well, here's the thing. She would do anything. Do you want me to get up and dance on the table court? It's a, a, so, a so, joke So the fact that she said that she lied is what it's for you? It's a joke court. It's a joke. Okay. All right. But yeah, she, it's a joke court. That's what it is. So it's, when, it's a when, kangaroo court. I you see. know what that is? <laughs> Do you think when it's a when, Soviet court? Wow! All right, That's we got to right. go. All right, everybody, we will continue on the other side. Seven ten K and US. I'm Peter Boyles. It's snowing outside. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.